from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. To morning footy. Good to be back at the desk. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nigel Rio Coker. Hello, sir. Looking dapper. We've got the lovely Christine Cupo, Alexis Guerreros. Oh, there, there you go. That. Uh, we've got Jenny Chu back in the studio with some headlines today. Guys, how was your 4th of July? Nigel, I know you um, are from England, but did you enjoy celebrating our country's win over your country back in? Ooh. My 4th of July was absolutely marvellous. It was tequila-filled and relaxation. Ooh, tell That's more. It, but tell more. Celebrating. Are we talking tequila <laughs> Tequila on the rocks, margarita? Reposado. What are we doing Ranch here? water. I Aguejo. am a straight sipper in a whiskey rum, a tequila connoisseur. So I just relaxed, now? took oh, it easy. Very okay. nice. I like Nigel so much I'm more. learning things. No. <laughs> I'm learning things. What about you guys? You were at the beach. I was at the beach. How was that? I had a wonderful time. It was so hot, but it was so gorgeous out. I had a quick dip in the ocean was like, it's too cold. And I was like, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all probably in. still picking sand out of my hair today. It's fine. Jersey girl, your body hasn't adjusted to cold water on the shores? I was like, I'll paddle out now. It's yeah. fine. See you in three hours. I love no. it. Alexis? I sat in Brooklyn and ate. Uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't go Is there that. nothing more American yeah. than that? So just your typical routine. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a fireworks guy. I don't get it. Oh, boom, boom. How do we watch? How about you tell people you canceled lunch with me? Yes, because you know, I wanted, wanted to be traffic. Have nice lunch and you canceled lunch. With I had to be claiming, traffic. Claiming Rude. it was to be traffic. They were shutting the FDR yeah. down at 3 p.m. I'm like, bro, I like. Stop lying. Getting it's stuck because in the traffic. It's like because that. I didn't celebrate Fourth of July. That's why. That's what made you. Upset. I just told you I barely celebrated. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I see what's going on. I would have here. loved to have lunch with uh, the the country that we beat to celebrate Fourth of July. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. Not having any of keep it. Going. <laughs> well, I was at my family's lake house, and I want to give a shout out to my lovely family who promised me they would be watching wow. today. Ooh. So I'm putting them on the spot. I'm going to ask them if uh, they heard the shout out that I gave them. But I, I love you all. Thank you for um, for watching us this yeah. morning. Hi, mom and dad. You're definitely watching the re-airs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do when I'm when I'm not here. I'm like, oh, I'll watch, but definitely not at 7 a.m. It's the 9 a.m. I like to yeah. catch up on some sleep. Mm -hmm. um, all right, guys, let's chat about some of the big results from yesterday. Let's get into some Gold Cup. We had Canada needing a result against Cuba in order to advance out of the group stage into the quarterfinals, and they got it done, a 4-2 win. Christine, um, after having only secured draws with Guadalupe, and Guatemala. Was this a, a, I don't know, a stronger performance from, from Canada that you saw? I'll say I got a little bit probably prematurely excited that Canada looked a lot sharper. Mm -hmm. I feel like Guadalupe, it was an unfortunate late goal. 
and then the prior match, they just were very flat, uninspired. I don't know what was happening. They played like they knew they had to win for sure. But even so, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, they came out hammering. They really meant to do business. The passes were clean. I'd say a completely, totally 180 for the Canada side. And then the second half, there were just some bubbles and bubbles that were unfortunate turnovers. And of course, Cuba, we're going to capitalize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two penalties. Shouts to Louis Paradela and uh, Michael <laughs> Reyes. You scored for Cuba, baby. Let's do it. They uh, had their share of scrappers, yeah. okay? You had that yellow card on Corrales that he literally high kicked and raked down the entire back of Hoylet. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's Cuba, baby. Yeah. I have, okay, so as a, a bit of a soccer football uh, anthropologist, I Ooh. blame this on specifically the neck tattoo. There's really? two camps, okay? You either have like prolific goal scorer neck tat, or you have violence and Corrales have the, the violence camp. Mm. Ederson, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you're right. Saying, I'm trying to think who are some of the too. notable players with neck tats. Yedlin has them, yeah, yeah, yeah. He but does. he's like a peaceful dude. Who's the um, the guy that that's on the U.S. that plays for uh, San Jose? Who am I thinking of? Oh, um, Daniel Luna. Yes, Diego yes. Luna. Yeah. Diego, Diego Luna. Luna. <laughs> He's got some neck yeah. I feel like also just Seriach shifting shout Skamaka. He's got the neck tat. Skamaka looks like he's there to pick up a, a vig. You know, like if someone okay. owes him money. <laughs> that's what Skamaka always looks like. Uh, not for me. Not for you? I, I, You're not I, a not tattoo guy? At all. If you were, so, so when you were a player and you encountered an opponent who had a neck tat, were, was it a little bit more intimidating? Or were you like, is this a joke? Like, no, it didn't intimidate me. I just, no. I'm from South London, so I'm, I'm like, not I've, bothered I've at all the slightest bit. It's, it's way tougher <laughs> in South London than, than Jersey as well. Nothing faces this guy. <laughs> you last two minutes in North, buddy. I'm a different breed, but yeah, yeah no, next, next tattoos didn't really phase me that much. You can always tell, like, the dressing room is like being in the wildlife. Like, mm -hmm. there's prey and there's lions in the dressing room, so you kind of have to earn that right of passage. Mm -hmm. And when you learn to conduct yourself in certain dressing rooms with big characters, big personality, you can tell always. You say, listen, real recognizes real. Yeah. So you can have all the tattoos you want on a football pitch. That's true. I'll be able to see right through you. You'll know if they're dangerous or a barista. You'll know. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to get morning footy. Oh, oh that would be perfect. <laughs> that is commitment, and I love it. I actually think you could pull it off. Well, the, the neck see. one's a bit boring now. The neck, the yeah. real so you're crazy face ones tat. is the face ones <laughs> face now. Face They're going to go all the way. Face tats is the next level. Mini up top, right? Like, that's what I have to do? In 10 years, Here you're only going to be go. worried about someone with no tattoos. <laughs> I'll just get one of the, you know, the ones that, like, you take water and it, like, sticks on. Yeah. I'll, I'll commit to that. Okay. About Very as far nice. as I'll go. Um, all right, let's chat um, some El Trafico, because this was Awesome, awesome, awesome scenes yeah. at the Rose Bowl. Stop looking at me now. A new MLS <laughs> attendance record of 82,110 people for this match. So this this was originally supposed to be mm -hmm. the season opener that ended up getting rained out because of terrible weather out in Los Angeles, which was strange. So it was rescheduled for July 4th, and boy, did people turn out. Um, the scenes were absolutely incredible. Two teams, the Galaxy and LAFC, both kind of needing wins in this. I would say the Galaxy more, but man, did they turn up, Nigel, a 2-1 win for them. Huge three points. It's a massive three points for them, I think, for me. Would you like to take the lead on this one? I mean, let's, let's while this highlight is going, sure. Uh, Go on. Look, Ricky Pooch, <laughs> I, yeah. I said yesterday, uh, Susanna, you weren't here, which is why Nigel's looking at me. I said Ricky Pooch is the most talented player on the pitch, but has to show he's the best. The most talented player, but he has to show he's the best player. Okay. And you're seeing those moments. Him and Douglas Costa absolutely took control of this game. And Ricky Pooch to get the winner, 
this is such a weird moment because it's almost like all the smoke we had for LA Galaxy, we now might have to shift that over to LAFC and go, yo, what's going on? This is a huge shift from where they were in the CCL. What was that, a month ago? Yeah. And now they're on the slide. They have lost but three matches in a we've row. Talked but they had, better, they had really good opportunities yesterday. They just yeah. didn't have their finishing boots. If you look at it overall in the game, mm -hmm. LAFC really should have won that game. They just weren't clinical enough. I think that that's the thing with Ricky Pooja is he performed. Yes, it's a big game. It's the derby. You need to see him do that on a more consistent uh, week in, week out basis. It can't just be for the big games. You know, that's something that you teach young players. It's great you turn up for the big games, the big occasions, but to be a top, top class player, you have to do it consistently week in, week out. That's mm -hmm. what separates top players from good players or average Absolutely. players. Absolutely. The real shame is that this game took place while a Gold Cup is happening. And obviously there's some injuries and, and suspensions sure. for players missing. But it would have been nice to see a match of this caliber when everyone had their full squads. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't think, I don't know that it would have changed the results. I'm not trying to give anyone an excuse here. I'm just saying it would have been nice to yeah. see what everyone's best 11 would have done in a, in a huge, you know, tons of fans there, all the spotlight on it. This was a very L.A. game. I mean, 80K is a lot. That's huge. And I know. Massive. That's Ian, without Messi, by the Ian way, without Messi. on Box to Box was saying, like, listen, I never even played in front of an 80K crowd. I mean, it's the same stadium. He mentioned, you know, they used to do trainings for the larger crowds mm -hmm. with, like, earplugs in because they were just preparing to not hear each other. Yeah. And so your communication's limited. So something that like that in the U.S., especially in the Rose Bowl, for a dirty Which is like so that. iconic, It, it kind of is. I'm yeah. sorry, but like for me, LA Galaxy is like soccer heritage. Yeah. So I'm always going to root for them. You know, tip of the hat for the new kids at LAFC, but I'm <laughs> always going to. New kids. You're old yeah. school. I like that. Yeah. No, the I establishment. Like yeah. <laughs> LA Galaxy is the establishment. <laughs> Meanwhile, Galaxy fans hate me because I'm always asking questions of Ricky Pooh. <laughs> and now he finally no, answered. But that's, I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a fair. They brought him in to do that. You know, like right. he is a guy who should produce. I just think, um, yeah, I, I think that this could be. This this almost felt like, Nigel, sometimes there are these moments in an MLS season. We're about halfway through yep. as well. And this felt like it's the type of win for the Galaxy that maybe can kind of turn start to build. Yeah, to start to turn it around a little bit. It, it always happens in games like that. But mm -hmm. my biggest thing is I always watch the next game. It's mm -hmm. the next two performances. That's when you really learn if they've really turned the corner around. It's Again, it's a derby game. Derbies are great games to play. It's either really good or really bad. Mm -hmm. And yesterday it was a really good derby game. There's yeah. no in-between. But and it's also the, the games after that come up that you can look at their performances, mm -hmm. analyze it to see if they've really turned the corner. We were talking yesterday about they need to become an actual team. team yeah. Not just 11 players on the pitch. They need to become a team. A late winner like this, huge opportunity Massive. in front of so many fans. So many this fans. should bond you, right, as a player, oh, a yeah, big 100%. game like this. That, especially, like you said, the atmosphere is the biggest thing there. And then you get that win against your arch rivals mm -hmm. as the new money. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's massive. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to dive into more on the Gold Cup and El Trafico later on in the show. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Jenny Chu will be back with the headlines when we return. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. 
And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. For today's headlines, Carlo Ancelotti's long-rumored link to the Brazilian national team has gone from dream to reality, with the Brazilian Federation announcing last night that the Italian legend will become the Seleção's head coach in 2024. Fluminense manager Fernando Diniz will serve as caretaker head coach while Ancelotti completes the final year of his contract with Real Madrid. And from coaching moves to player moves, we turn to Saudi Arabia, which has added another big name to its long list of signings. Brazilian forward Roberto Firmino has joined Al-Ali on a free transfer, signing a three-year deal. Firmino finished out his contract with Liverpool after eight seasons at Anfield. He joins an Al-Ali side that signed former Chelsea goalkeeper Eduard Mendy and had been linked to Lionel Messi before he chose to play for Inter Miami here in the United States. We go from the Saudi League to England, where Mason Mount has completed his $76 million transfer from Chelsea to Manchester. United. The English midfielder leaves Chelsea after having been developed at the club from the youth ranks. The 24-year-old signed a five-year deal and will reportedly make more than $300,000 a week, a salary that is three times than Chelsea was offering him. Another long-awaited big money transfer in England is drawing closer to fruition with multiple reports stating Arsenal and West Ham have finalized an agreement on a $133 million transfer for Declan Rice. The English midfielder is expected to undergo a medical this week to complete a deal that will make him the most expensive English player ever. Rice may not be the only England national team player to make a nine-figure transfer move this summer. Bayern Munich is pushing hard to pry Harry Kane away from Tottenham. And Bayern manager Thomas Tuchel reportedly met with Kane in London in May to discuss the potential blockbuster transfer. According to reports, Bayern has made a $77 million offer for Kane, which is well below the $127 million Tottenham is seeking. Kane is head into his final year of his contract with Tottenham and could leave Spurs on a free transfer in a year. And in American transfer news, Weston McKinney is expected to leave Juventus this summer, and he could be heading back to the German Bundesliga, with multiple reports linking him to a move to Borussia Dortmund. The U.S. men's national team midfielder began his pro career in Germany with Schalke before his transfer to Juve and could join U.S. teammate Gio Reyna at Dortmund. But it is a move that would mean Champions League football for McKinney. Alexis, do you like this move for Weston? Uh, it's going to be tough because, you know, that was his biggest rival when he was at Schalke. I'm sure the Schalke fans aren't happy about it. I, I'm hearing the Dortmund fans aren't happy about it, but it is a great opportunity to get him back in the Champions League, and we know he's going to play. They just got rid of Drew Bellingham, so he's going to get a chance. Nigel, Alexis stole the show right there. The fact that they are arch rivals, Schalke, his previous team, and Dortmund, as a player, does that stop you from going there? Or maybe add some questions. It's the, it depends on his individual personality. I think it shouldn't stop him. The main focus should be playing football, getting consistent first-team football. You're going to have to deal with getting booed and, you know, all types of abuse, and it's part of the game. But I think it's, it's a great move for him. Champions League football, one of the top leagues in, in the world, and just got there and play. It's so important he gets games. That's the thing, though. Is he going to get minutes if, if he makes yeah. that move? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, that a, is that a destination where he will actually see the pitch? That's a good one. He has to replace Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Yes. But also, Easy. McKenny Light is... work. Light work, yeah. <laughs> right. No, but McKenny is one of the more versatile players. Mm -hmm. He is talented. He was chosen to play for Juve for that very reason because he just suited that style, at least when Pirlo is at the head of that entire team. 
maybe less with Allegri, but I, I just think he's an eight. You can kind of stick him anywhere, mm -hmm. and he did do that for Schalke, right? We used to joke that you know you put McKenny everywhere, including you know exception of goal. So that's, that's the big Gio, thing. though. He's linking up with Gio Reyna as well. Which yeah. is, this is huge. But the big thing as well is he's going to a league that he's familiar with. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not like he has to go and readapt and sure. learn about the league and how it works. He's going to a league that he's very familiar with. Borussia Dortmund are one of the teams that's, you know, world-renowned, known, and it's a great platform for him to really showcase his footballing talent. Yeah. I, would have, I would have expected that he showed enough at Juve and, and his loans to stay in Serie A, but if you're going to go to a team, at least go to a team that's in Champions League, mm -hmm. playing well, playing in a good league like uh, Bundesliga, and is going to show off. And it's very clear that Dortmund wants to have Americans around. I mm -hmm. think it's good for their promotion out in this country. Do you, well. do you foresee... A situation where we were seeing both McKenny and Gio Reyna on the field at the same time because I know Gio Reyna was primarily used as a sub last year and had some big moments but typically we saw him coming off the bench is that is could that be a likely scenario? it's down to Gio Reyna Gio Reyna needs to be a bit more available mm -hmm. you know he's always getting injured and yeah. becoming a bit too fragile now like he's got the talent I've heard so many people say he's so talented he is a good player but he needs to be available mm -hmm. you know you want to be recognized and respected as a top player you need to be available for a full season. You need to do it consistently, show it week in, week out. You just know that around the corner he's going to get injured. Because he's, he's be capable. Yeah. He's when he came capable. in, he was a, he was a difference maker. His yeah. greatest adversary is his fitness. Unfortunately, he keeps having these recurring injuries that set him on the bench and then don't get him the minutes that he needs because he's constantly in this cycle of recovery. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be fine. I mean, look, his dad got injured a lot as well, so you start to wonder, like, damn, apple trees make apples. Is this what's happening? But... <laughs> You hope that's not the case. And what I like about him is we've seen a switch. After everything happened uh, with, you know, the World Cup, after everything happened there, he's brought it. Yeah, he's got the blonde hair now. He's, you know what I mean? There's something about him where I'm like, he's got the attitude of a superstar. Is this the year where, hey, Jude's gone. He's now the shining light in that mm -hmm. midfield. If he stays healthy, which is a huge if, I will agree. If he can do that. I think he's the superstar on this team. I think he takes that step forward. Yeah, but he's got to take the responsibility. Uh -huh. That's yeah. what it is. He's yeah. got to step up. Like, yeah. there's a different... When you play center midfield, it's great, depending on what type of player you want to be. But if you want to be the man, everything has to go through you. You need to be able to take that burden, to be comfortable, to get the ball off the back, making passes forward, just controlling the whole game. There's an there's a art to that of being a midfield general. and You can see it. He's got the ability, but does he have the character and personality to want to go and do that. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he wants to stay central because he has the capability to play wide. He has play, played wide for them as well. But I'd love to see that spine built with central. McKenny mm -hmm. and Reyna. But he doesn't play centrally all the time with the U.S. What do you think, so, what do you think Gio's uh, pitch to Weston is right now? Gio's pitch to Weston <laughs> is? Yeah, like he's like, hey, man. I think his mom texts Weston and said, oh. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, come on, you put it right there for me. No, I, think, I think what I think the, the, the pitch is I'm this is my time to shine, and this is now gonna be your time to shine as well. Both of us on the pitch together, that's only gonna fare really well for the men's national team as well. It would be yeah, really it's definitely, cool. hey bro, you wanna play in Champions League or nah? Yeah. It's a great night out too. Yeah, Dortmund? <laughs> I've been there, bro. There's not much out. to do. Right, it's, it's Western we're talking about. Let's keep it real there. It's a great night out. <laughs> Are you beer drink you're a beer drinker with your tequila or just yeah, yeah. I, I do a lot of stuff. I'm British. Don't worry about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I can't believe you kept you didn't keep mums out of it. Lager. Lager. <laughs> you know it's all love, right? Nobody text me. No, I just think it would be, it would be pretty awesome to have two Americans playing in Champions be huge. League at a at a club. 
like Borussia Dortmund. Berhalter would love it as well. Yes, he would. Last season, we had the highest concentration we ever had of mm -hmm. Americans in Champions League. So why not? We just start cramming them onto the same team. Let's go. Maybe not the Leeds project. I'm in. Oh, wah, wah. Team America. Anyway, I'm into this trend. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, we are chatting some MLS when we come back. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. On May 23rd, I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. We had a bunch of MLS games on the 4th of July last night. Here's a look at those results. Um, Toronto getting absolutely smoked by an Orlando City team that looks inspired right now. They're playing really, really well. Uh, it was a 2-2 draw between Inter-Miami and Columbus. Dallas lose at home to DC United. Um, the Colorado-Portland game was suspended. And, of course, we have the 2-1 win for the LA Galaxy in El Trafico at the Rose Bowl. So we touched on that game a little bit earlier in the show. But um, let's, let's dive into the LAFC side of this because this is obviously the reigning MLS Cup champion Supporter Shield winners. And they've Ooh. hit a bit of a skid. This is a golasso, bro. Tyler Boyd. Low-key has been very good for, uh, he's been one of the rare bright spots for the LA Galaxy this season, Nigel, I feel like. I see he remix his I mean, name. You don't want to concede goals like that. You cannot let a player be in your box, be able to turn and face the goal with not that kind of pressure. And then obviously you've got Ricky Pugge going in, making a late run. He played really well yesterday, but for me, LAFC really haven't been tested defensively. I think now teams are starting to lose that fair factor against LAFC and yeah. really take the game to them. Defensively, they've been questionable, and now they're starting to show their vulnerability. And um, I think for me, they put so much effort and emphasis into believing they can win the CONCACAF Champions League. And because they didn't win it, I feel they're still having a little bit of a hangover off that. Their front three was their biggest threat, and mm -hmm. Vela is still underperforming. Boanga's gone off the boil. Apoku hasn't been the same at the start of the season. It's getting that confidence again. I think it's just the emotional toll of really believing they were going to win the CONCACAF Champions League and not winning it. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel that they're going through right now, a little period. They've also yeah. played a ton of matches as well. So how much, how much does actual fatigue play into that? Fatigue does play a lot into it. Yeah. You know, playing in MLS, it's very demanding. You go across the different time zones, the traveling uh, plays a big factor in it. And a lot of players don't really know about it until you come here. That plays a part, but I'm not one of those people that's going to say, you know, have a lot of empathy for them. You're a professional I'm, I'm football player. I'm one of those player. people. This yeah. is what you do. This is your job. You wanted to be a professional football player. This is what comes with it. Yeah. Deal with it, because there will be millions and millions of people, billions of people around the world who would love to be in their position still. Mm -hmm. So you just got to take care of yourself. They've got everything at their disposal now with the sports science, the recoveries, everything is there now. There's no reason that they could really complain that much. I think that that's much. true, but I think that we have to mention it because comparatively to other leagues abroad, MLS does have a lot more wear and tear and travel than would be expected of, say, other pro footballers that make a lot, lot, lot more money. I also think that you go back a few years ago, and Susanna, you'll know this, Nigel, you'll know this. Uh, there used to be the, we're, we're playing the preseason 
essentially in CONCACAF Champions League. Mm -hmm. We're not ready for it. We're not ready for it. Now we're starting to compete, compete mm -hmm. at a very high level yeah. where we're no longer really the underdogs. Mm -hmm. But now we're dealing with this hangover after the fact. We're dealing with this sort of having to, maybe it's almost too much too early, and that plays into what you were talking about, just this, this nasty stretch of games where you have, you know, cup competitions, knockout uh, tournaments at the beginning of a season when you just got there off mm -hmm. your vacation. That's got to be tough. And let's give them some credit. They've played pretty badly, but they're still only three points out of first. No, yeah. of course. I mean, that's, if you look at Seattle there. last season. They had a so, major hangover. Right? I mean, they managed to win, and then their regular season kind of piddled out. Yeah. So it, it's that ride, sort of riding one horse with two bums, as the saying goes. Where did you get that saying? Have you never? <laughs> okay. But well, even going back to the, the traveling aspect of it, like but, you said, right? When, when we were playing, we used to have to get charter flights. Yeah. So we're actually in there sitting next to Tom and Harry and you're in the middle. Now they're getting more charter flights. So mm -hmm. we used to fly commercials. So now they're getting more charter flights. Are you so back in my daying right now? Back, yeah. yeah, I'm back, back in my daying. Day. I am back in my daying <laughs> with the commercial oh, flights. But it's funny though, because you get the commercial flights. I remember when Didier came to the league, Didier would come in the back and start messing with us and stuff like that because we're here and he couldn't believe it. And he gave his seat up so many times because he was a team player, wanted to be part of the team. Now, most of these teams are getting more private charter flights, so that should actually help them and For uh, sure. be a part. You I, were I just first think, class now. Uh, right now. No, I'm, listen, I'm a team player. <laughs> listen, I told you, real recognizes real. Don't yeah. tell me that. Comfort plus? Not even comfort <laughs> plus. <laughs> right Delta. now, I think that the only team that's successfully sort of jumping the shark with multiple competitions has been Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to knock on wood because I desperately want them to to make things happen. I think season. I think there's a good chance I'm they are playing. Them, they have been so consistent all season. Yeah. And it's a long season. It's it's inevitable that, you know, there are ebbs and flows for teams. I think LAFC is one of the thing that is a little bit alarming for me is that, you know, they're on their three consecutive losses. They've lost five of seven, I believe. Lost yeah, five losses in their last seven games. They're losing at home as well, which used to be a fortress. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit concerning to me when you're starting to to drop points at home. Look, there's still plenty of time for this team to, to turn it around, and they are stacked and crazy talented and well-managed. I fully anticipate them being at or near the top of the standings, but it's just it's, we've not seen them this vulnerable really yeah. I, for a I while. I think that's what it is, and again, it's because they set such high standards. That's what it is. That's true. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. LAFC set such high standards, and that's the expectation that fans and people want to see consistently, and you have the right to because that's the standards you set. You shouldn't drop it. I'm not worried. I think that they'll yeah. get back up there. It's just a little glitch in the matrix, as you'd say, but glitch. the performances overall haven't been bad. They're still creating chances, so it's just getting that couple of wins and getting that confidence again. And and also, I mean, now we're going to have to see what the, the honeymoon with Chirundolo is starting to be over. You had this incredible <laughs> first season. Yeah, everything looked great. And now, now we're going to see, like, what can you do in these really tough yeah. moments, in these moments where you have to come in? Character you know? building. Right. Can you get off the horse with two bums? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? Um, <laughs> let's chat a little bit about uh, Lionel Messi's new team. Yeah. Inter Miami, who managed to get a 2-2 draw against a pretty good Columbus team as well, thanks to a 90th-minute winner from Joseph Martinez. Uh, also, this goal from Darlington Nagby was... Beast of a goal. Ridiculous. Wow. He scores fingers. But you know what's in interesting? My Miami, when they have allowed the first a lead in the first, like the when they've given up the lead, they've not been able to come back in games. And so this was a, a good sign for them uh, that they were that. able to fight their way back into this this match. And so as we await the arrival of 
Lionel Messi Lionel to this. Andres Messi. You know, to get to get some results like this, especially at home, um, it, is a is a really positive sign. I think, Nigel. What did you What do you make of this? Uh, Miami's team. It's another step forward. You yeah. know, uh, Columbus are a very good side. I think one of the Incredible. best coaches in the league, Wilfred Nancy, is a, he's a really yeah. phenomenal coach. Deserves a lot of credit. The football that he plays with them and what they've been doing without really even having a proper back, uh, centre-backs and proper back line. But for Inter Miami, you're starting to see a bit of reaction now. Like, everyone's on trial. Mm -hmm. Until Messi gets there, every player is playing to stay at that club. And it's positive now that they're starting to get results. Great goal um, by Martinez. He looks excited he looks that excited Tata's that, back, yeah. baby. I mean, he looks excited. Did it, you see Tata watching yeah. from his post? Yeah, <laughs> on his perch? Taking it you call him Tata, you call him the Grim Reaper right now for the players Ooh. on the pitch. They yeah. know he's the Grim Reaper. Well, you know, we were having a conversation about where these players are going to sit, and we were talking off camera about Jordi Alba. And can we see that Christian Ramirez goal one more time? Because... I think we need to start talking about backline DPs. This backline is still going to be the – you're only as strong as your weakest mm -hmm. link. Yeah. And that is really scaring me. If you see where he was in that back, completely uncovered with a massive shot, uh, you know, massive opportunity to score. I mean, in the box, completely uncovered. This is – Come on, man. Can we Messi's really watching. Though, that Alba Messi's will be a DP. Huh? Don't embarrass yourself. I know. Well, that, that's what I mean. We need to start talking about backline. We need to start doing something because, yeah, midfield, your forwards, mm -hmm. you know, your, your, your midfield is covered now. You've got Busquets and Messi possibly coming in. Sure. Um, we need something for that. I mean, on paper, they're going to be a terror. I don't know how it's going to actually unfurl when they realize they're Well, I'm in glad MLS. you mentioned that, Christine, because we're going to take a look at what this projected <laughs> 11 could mm. look like. Because, as you mentioned, there are a lot of, uh, you know, names kind of circling around the ether. Obviously, we've got Busquets in there. But this is, this is what a potential starting 11 for Inter-Miami could look like, Nigel. What do you think? I think it's a great start, um, but the biggest thing for me, the strongest point you need to have in any successful team is the spine. So you need to have a reliable goalkeeper, a centre-back, centre-midfielder, and whether it's a striker or attacker. For me, I understand about Alba coming in, but it makes more sense with another player that was linked, Ramos, being the one that I feel will make the big difference, because you you'd want a Ramos in there with Busquets and Messi. That is a phenomenal spine. That is the most important part of the team. Alba's great getting forward, will probably mm -hmm. create a lot, but when he's going forward, you got to look at that back line there. Still, they're so vulnerable. It's even you know, worse like, because Yedlin gets forward as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're going to be very left vulnerable. You're playing with center backs like that. Yeah. Christoph is not, I don't think, good enough to the handle it The thing is, Kamal Miller is a good, yeah. he's a yes. really good center back. I mean, th but it's not an... If, when there's that much room in front of you, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, and so. Busquets is not going to give you much defensively. He's not going to run around. He's not going to be no. running around like the Busquets. He's going to have to probably have more influence in the attacking sense of being able to find Messi higher up, maybe making those long diagonal passes. So he's not going to have the legs to run around and be snuffing out yeah. uh, danger. I want to see Leo Campana and Joseph Martinez up top, but it doesn't feel like you have enough room in that midfield for that. No. You're probably going to have to put someone else defensively back there. I want to ask Nigel, on, on MLS 360, I'm sure you guys have had this conversation because we've had it here, but based on, on what you've seen and the potential players that are coming to, to enter Miami and where they're sitting right now, which is dead last, does this Miami team make it to the nope. postseason? Nope. No. <laughs> I said it already. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Defensively, I like that like, I'm sure. I'm being honest. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> Defensively, they're still vulnerable. Like you said, yeah. there's a long way to go. Yeah. For them to make it now, I think they will have to win, what was it, like maybe seven out of ten? And that's nine, wins. Nine points nine away from a playoff spot. They're not. Uh, no. It, it, I, it's look, tough. it's a long, it's, it's a big it's nine a big points. Big it's a heavy nine points. Big, and the biggest problem, like you said, is defensively. And yeah. Alba coming in 
is not going to solve the defensive the He's not problem. your centre-back, mm -hmm. yeah. You need someone influential as a centre-back to be a leader. All right. Good stuff, Nigel. Um, Sergio right, Ramos guys, would be perfect. We're going to take a break. Um, we are chatting some Gold Cup. When we come back on the other side, stay with us. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Welcome back. Well, group stage of the Gold Cup wrapped yesterday. Here is a look at the updated bracket. We've got Mexico and Costa Rica heading to the quarterfinals. Guatemala will face Jamaica, Panama and Qatar, and the U.S. will face Canada on July 9th. Um, we have that to look forward to. So let's uh, chat about how we got here, starting with Group C. Here is, uh, should we take a look at the, the final standings of Group C? Because we now know... Um, Panama was always going through, but now we know that it's Costa Rica mm -hmm. going through because they had a huge result yesterday. It was a 6-4 win against Martinique. Christine, that was you what it, you said it was quintessential CONCACAF. Oh, it really was. It was full on silly season. Yes. When you have the the first goal being scored from the seated position in the box, that's already isn't it, doesn't it smell beautiful, that conca cat? I love it. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Okay. And then you, you also have, like, Calvo scoring, like, a toe poke goal with, yeah. like, five in the box. Like, bumbling. The ball's bouncing everywhere. Yeah. And you're suddenly transported back to a wonderful U8 game that you maybe participated in. It was fun. <laughs> no, it, it just, I think from the very first bit of the game, like, when you saw, like, Martinique's goalkeeper, like, come way off of his line mm -hmm. to chest trap a ball, like playing it all loose. I'm like, you're Martinique, what are you doing? Like, get it. Like, I'm worried. I'm sweating on my sofa. But yeah, Costa Rica weren't letting up. So it was no surprise that they would score six goals. Now, did I expect Martinique to answer with four? Ten goals in a game is, not, I mean, what a game. That's, that's, a, that's a fun game. <laughs> it was a fun match to watch, I'm not going to lie. I was like, you have to lean into it. It's one of those things that you're just like, this is going to be chaos, just... Pull the pin in the chaos grenade and lob it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, because Costa Rica needed this win to, For sure. to get through. And the thing is, they look good. Yeah. Granted, yeah, yeah, they yeah. played Martinique, and yes, they qualified. So by no means do I mean to disparage Martinique. No, we have to get... We, let's let's put some shine on, on Martinique's name. I always they feel were bad. Still, they could have advanced. When yeah. people speak so poorly about teams that qualified, it's like, okay, they might not be the stronger side, but they, they qualified to get there. They belong there. Let's let's be real. Exactly. But I think Costa Rica going forward will probably get their feet under them a bit better. And uh, I, I think their next match should be a bit spicier, but, you know, equally <sighs> concafy. Wait, so Costa Rica will face Mexico mm. in the semifinals. This seems like a... If you're Mexico, Fun you must up. be really Pink happy about this, though. You think so? Yeah. I don't think they Mexico, should be able Mexico, Mexico ain't Mexico. that great. No, 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 yeah. but they can beat Costa Rica. I think Mexico should be a lot of teams that they haven't been beating. Nigel, I think that Mexican fans will be happy because mentally they think they're still this side that they are, despite the fact that they've been protesting mm -hmm. and very unhappy with everything that's been transpiring. But I do think they have to take Costa Rica very seriously. It's, it's a potential banana slip for Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mexico, yeah. we, we discussed it before. Mexico football right now is in an absolute mess. There have been firings with the organization, the mm -hmm. federations, and the players and stuff. And then there's also been discussions about not producing enough 
talented young Mexican players yeah. like they used to. Mm -hmm. There's too many foreigners playing in the Mexican league. They haven't been great, and this is could be a potential banana slip for them. For people, I, for me, what I'm going to look at is Joel Campbell, former Arsenal player, plays for Costa Rica, currently plays in the Mexican League. I mean, this is a striker who can be informed, scored against Martinique, but can be informed, and in his moments, if he catches some heat, he's on point. And if, if he knows the players he's going up against, he's used to it, he's comfortable playing against these Mexican players, this is going to be a big game for him. Yeah, big one on July 8th. All right, let's uh, move it along to Group D. Um, this is how the final standings look. We have Guatemala and Canada moving through. Uh, Guadalupe and Cuba failed to advance from the group stage. Now, Canada... Got the 4-2 win over Cuba. They needed this result um, in a big way. If So they, they do advance, but if they hadn't, I know it, like, I, I don't like playing this like what if game, but they were close to not. And yeah. they were only able to secure draws against Guadalupe and Guatemala. And it feels like these are for a team that at one point was was flying and had won World Cup qualifiers, but then they've had this poor run of form as of late, it just—it feels like it's been a fall, a fall from grace, and you're laughing. Why, um, why are you I want, I want, I want someone over there is going to bash Canada, so I'm just waiting for it. Let's go. I did what Let's I had go. to do. Bash the Canadians. I look. I had to do what I had to do for my Cuban people yesterday, <laughs> and I'm trying to take take them out by the knees. Uh, but let's be honest, Cuba. I mean, sorry, Canada. If you look at finishing second in this group has to be a little bit of a, of a hit against the chin. Right. You now have to look and take take a bit of a sort of inventory of where are we now. And you're going up against an, an American team that is playing top of the game technically, or at least what I, from what I'm seeing, top of CONCACAF. Mm -hmm. No? America right now? You're going up against this team. You have to be scared. You could, you could barely beat Guadalupe. Um, you can, um, whatchamacallit, you drew against Guatemala, who finished top of the group. If you're a candidate, you should be worried going into the uh, quarterfinals. But do think, you not think, sorry, do you not sorry. think it's just the fact of now for Canada, this is the type of game that they thrive on? Backs against the wall, not really been playing well, everyone doubts them. This is the best type of game to get the players to really respond. If they had their full squad in, yeah, but you don't have Alfonso Davies, you don't have Jonathan David, you don't have Kyle Lahren. I ain't Borjan. They need their keeper. I think you that know what? I don't really like Borjan that much, even though Daniel Okay, Sinclair but Sinclair only has three, like, three. Three matches. Yeah, but let him cook. I think he does well for Minnesota. I, I believe he should be the, the guy between the sticks moving forward anyway. Mm -hmm. But you've got to give credit how far Canada have come in such a short space of time. They've made a tremendous progression, really, international football. What short space wise. of time they've been around? The Herdman effect. To, to get into the World Cup and what they did in the World Cup and everything and the performances, it's, it's really come quick. Turn around a yes. lot. Sure. So I think there's plenty of time there. Like you said, it is a bit of a a period now where they're trying to refine themselves again and restructure. You've got so mm -hmm. many older players now coming out. It's that next generation, but it's getting them to fit and really compete at this level. Yeah. Do you find it a coincidence that Phil Neville joins the coaching staff of Canada <laughs> and suddenly... Mm. They start Miami. Suddenly what happens? So it's the Miami Wow. Stars. Yeah. I say get you the Brits out of our game. Oh, <laughs> about the Brits? Brits. I say get I, I these feel, Brits out of our game. You said about the Brits, mate? Listen, I'm just really like myself. He's you a great guy. <laughs> Switch seats. Right, I'm a biter. I will bite. You said about the Brits? <laughs> Suarez. Right, just let you know. He's a great guy. No, I, that was mean. That was, that was terribly mean. That was mean. funny. I, I, said, I said the same thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said the same thing. Don't worry about it.
There is a correlation there. We're not making it, but it's there. Circumstantial evidence at the least. worth pointing out at the very least. All right, guys, we are going to take another break. We've got the U21 Euros going on right now. We have a guy who just happened to play in this competition. We got a guy. We got a guy. Still so good looking. Jeez. He is still so handsome. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.